0: all right back here on the sports grind Calvin Casey Jonas Clark producer Mr. Sandspin, the one and twos broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky online studios and this next segment is going to be sponsored by Integrity Visors Agency of Stephen Reese Stephen Reese is a fully virtual insurance broker who can find the cheapest rate out there for you because he represents over 40 different carriers for insurance give him a call to give you a free quote today his number is 210-641-4000 that is Integrity Visors Agency of Stephen Reese, official sponsor of the Sports Ground. All right, so before we go on, without further ado, we'll head to the phones. Let's go to Cowboy James. Cowboy James, you're on the Sports Ground here on Ticket 716 and 1300 The Zone. What's up? Hey, uh, what's up, Cal?
1: Can you hear me okay, my brother?
0: Yeah, I can hear you, man. I can hear you, Charlo Hype, man. I can hear you.
1: <laughs> you know I'm coming. You know
0: I'm coming. Yeah, uh
1: what's yeah, up, man? How y'all doing, man? Jonas, my man Sam I. Am. uh yeah, man, that fight uh this weekend, you know, that, that now, that's not the Charlo brother that I wanted to fight uh to but we gonna get into that in just a second. But uh man when he came out the room from the room walk, you started the on his face. You know, he didn't come out with a rapper, rapping in front of him or nothing. It was all business. Even though between round five and seven, it got a little scary because was giving it as good as he was getting it. But uh, that left in the tent, oh, lights out after that. But, uh hey, Canelo. Come on, man. Yeah, the hate is real. The shade is real. I've never been a fan. You know, I know you say that fighters don't duck. Well, it just say promoters duck, because all his fights have been cherry-picked, and he ducked, you well, know, his promoter ducked African-American fighters. I don't think he's fought an African-American, a United States African-American fighter since Mayweather. The only main main fighters he's ever fought was what Triple G, maybe Caleb Plant, and on the Triple G fight, they said that that was controversial. And they were Benavidez and uh, Jamal Chalo, They both want him. Those guys are fighters, so I don't know where he's going. But uh, yeah, all
0: he's right, game.
1: Just number hype, bro. All
0: right, man. Thanks for the phone call. Um, we'll agree, disagree. I don't know how many brothers he even fought either since Mayweather. Um, uh, hell, I feel like I, how many fathers, how many brothers have fought each other anyway at that, like, at that class, that weight that he's in. Look, I think, you know, canelo still, to me, and again, yes, James said it right. I don't, um, I'm just never been the one that these fighters run from each other. I, I don't think that when you go past, when you get to amateurs, and then Golden Gloves, go up Golden Gloves, and then you go compete in the Olympics, and then you take that headgear off, and then you start fighting for prize money. I don't think you get to the professional level that Canelo or any of these guys are being scared of another man. Now, there's guys that you might think, like, man, this is going to be tough to beat this guy. This really just comes down to money and the business side of things, while sometimes the fans don't get the fights of the guys they want to. Why do you think that, you know... Uh, UFC, my man Dana White from UFC made a living and made a killing for UFC with that slogan. Hey, we give you the fights we want to see. We're not like boxing because they know that's how boxing operates. And a lot of that has to do with the promoters and do the management. So we'll see, but I'm not going to be, I'm not just going to wipe out, you know, a lot of Canelo's opponents just because they say, oh, he's not really that good of a fighter. I mean, it's not like he's barely beat these guys. He's dominated them. But also, I feel like Styles make fights. And his last fight against this guy, that's going to be a tough guy to beat. And, and it didn't help the fact that he decided to go vegan uh, before this fight. I don't understand that. That didn't get enough talk about. Anyway, one 800 Okay, moving on. We've got football uh, news. You know, we're a few days after the schedule being removed and everything. We've got some... Um, other things doing the biggest news. Well, not big news, but you know, today, well, over the weekend, I was reading about this, but you know, after one year, uh, NBC has decided to part ways with Drew Brees. Now the word on the street is they kind of approached Drew Brees about a lesser role because they were not really that pleased of how he was on camera. Okay. Um, and now Drew's kind of downplaying that, but they mutually agreed to part ways. He's not coming back. There's two things for that. That's come out. Number one, this is the reason why a lot of people in that industry had problem with Brady getting all this money, that much money from the get going. You haven't been behind the mic. You haven't, I don't care about whether, well, a personality, just because you are a Hall of Fame quarterback, that doesn't mean that you can be in a play by play analyst or you can be in studio, in studio color either. So that kind of just real quick, a week after Brady gets the record deal, we've got a guy that's one and done in just only one season. Now, with that said, Drew had tweeted out, hey, well, yeah, I'm done. But you know what? I might be looking to come back and play football. Stop it. Stop it. Even though if I'm Drew Brees and I'm looking at what the Saints have done this offseason, the draft, I can tell why his ass is getting the itch. But sorry, Drew. Drew couldn't, I mean – there was no deep balls. There was nothing that Drew was threatening anybody in this. And I love Drew Brees. I've stood up for him for years on this show. There was no deep threat with Drew where his arm was at. Um, the hits that he would try to that, – that a customer where he's at right here in his career that he could withstand, I don't know about – to me, it was probably to get a little attention. The Saints on the cool, They're they're all in. If you look at – I mean, we haven't talked enough Saints – Really, uh, with their all season moves, but, you know, they just signed Jarvis Landry over the weekend. I've been telling you that, you know, keeping Mike Nolan, keeping Nolan on the staff and putting him as the head coach. This is the guy that's really ran that defense for the last three or four years, at least on top of my head. He's been there for at least three or four years. They have a championship Super Bowl type of defense. The question is going to be Jameis Winston and how does he recover off of this knee situation, this leg situation? And how is he going to be without Sean Payton? Can he control and he can continue to build on what we saw early on the season and limit turnovers? Cause if you look at their, their draft and you look at the receivers and you look at what they're doing. And again, Michael Thomas, he's in my doghouse, but he's a wild card depending where he's going to look to come back. The Saints are all in. They, they're showing me that it's like, Hey, man, uh, ain't nobody over here in the NFC. I mean, we've dominated the Bucks in division. We lost two of the playoffs, but we even swept them two years in a row. I mean, it's the Saints looking like who are we supposed to be scared of. Dallas? Green Bay minus Devontae Adams? You know? The, well, the Rams, I mean, you have the defending champs of the Rams, but the the point I'm trying to make, the Saints feel like they're in it in the NFC. They, I mean, they look at it as like, look, they are in it to win it because if, you know, Tyron Matthew going on the defensive side. I mean, you got Michael Thomas coming back. You you signed Jarvis Landry. You took the kid from Ohio State as a receiver in in the draft. Olave. Yeah, you still got Kamara.
2: I mean, you also added Marcus May on the defensive end too as safety.
0: Good point. Forgot about him. Forgot about him. But the Saints have no really build. so Drew. They're like, Nah, Drew. Sorry, we're good. But, no, that whole thing, for him being one and done, that's the reason why a lot of people had problems with giving Brady all that money. It doesn't matter whether you're a Hall of Fame quarterback or not. It doesn't mean you can just automatically get in that seat. 1-800-707-9760. Also, uh, sticking, speaking to the NFL, Green Bay, speaking of them, their corner got paid. How much did he get, uh, Jonas?
2: Oh, he cashed in, man. Uh, $84 million extension. He's gonna be making twenty one million a year, which makes him the highest paid corner, topping Denzel Ward, who just had it at twenty point one, also ahead of Jalen Ramsey at twenty.
0: Um Well, I guess this you can put this as part of the factor of the Devontae Adams situation too. I mean, and that's the reason why we didn't get too much into it. That's why I was saying that, you know, um, that I thought Aaron Rodgers was of crap too because when he said oh man I was you know we we're on the Pat McAfee show oh man and, you know they led Devon yeah that was just I was surprised no he wasn't you knew I think at the time when you give Aaron that money and I think they knew that the odd person out a couple people were going to be out was going to be Devontae Adams because they had to sign this corner Um he's a good corner I mean I don't know I mean I've got to see more of him to see if he can live up really to that payday I mean Green Bay has had better defenses but they really haven't had defenses that put fear into offensive coordinators and keep them up at night uh but you you know good corners solid corners are not uh easy to find uh so i'll give them credit on that because um, they like to draft their guys and mold them and pay their own they don't do a i've always said this on the show they really don't do that much in free agency they don't spend a lot of money in free agency they usually spend it on their guys really that are quarterbacks, but also that are homegrown coming up as well. So they make a, they make a signing. Um, also Dallas news, you know, Jerry, which I didn't, what even really going to bring this up. Cause we talked about this and it's like, it's Jerry telling somebody that he just wants himself talk, but I get, you know, you have the sale of the Broncos and stuff still pending and Jerry says that he thinks he can get over $10 billion for the Cowboys, but there's no way he'll ever sell them. He says, as long as I'm owning the team. And I said, you know what? I mean, I've always said that, so that's not breaking news to me. But the thing about that is when he says, well, as long as as I'm on the team, it got me thinking, wonder if he doesn't have it in writing or in his will or somewhere that's saying that he wants, because Jerry, come on, he wants to keep that team in the family. But you know how and I say that I always say Jones and Steinbrenners are the exception to the rule. But, you know, my take about kids inheriting teens when their father or their mother passes and the team gets passed down to them. Do they have the passion? I think Stephen Jones has been in that war room with his daddy for years. He handles on the side of I mean, the guy negotiated with Deion Sanders. That's how long Stephen Jones been around. But if daddy passes and he doesn't have it in a wheel or in written in stone and you're talking about 10 or 12 billion dollars for a franchise, that is like you. that's really got to be your baby. That's really got to be like that to just look at that balance sheet every day and them asking and no, like Jerry's a no brainer. But it got me thinking, like, why did he say the key word as long as I on the team? But I would I would sit there and bet anybody a dollar to a donut that team as long as I'm breathing and I don't know how much long, longer that's going to be. Every day it feels like it's getting closer. It's like damn man, getting old sucks. But as long as I'm living, they ain't selling the Cowboys, man. They ain't selling out of the Jones family, no way. But over ten billion, and if you think about it, that's like three or four billion over, or almost five billion over than what Forbes has them valued at. Which is to me that it, it, it's legit. It's legit because you've got other businessmen, and he broke it down that way. But yes, he could get, he could probably easily get over ten billion for the Cowboys. But I don't think he'll ever sell it, though. So to me, I don't even know why he somebody even asked him that, or why he even commented on that. One 9760 Also, what else we got going? Football. Um, hey, you know what? We're about you know, rookie showed up. For uh, their, you know, mandatory rookie camp, you know, few days at ends and stuff, and then you got the OTAs that are going to be coming up here pretty soon around next month before they break, and then they come back and get ready for camp. Um, there was a picture that surfaced. I tweeted it out. Um, I think it was on Thursday or Friday. I think it tweeted on Friday. Look, man. Um, and I'm saying this because they're news. I mean, it has nothing to do. I know everybody always thinks like, man, he finds a way to talk about Broncos. When they're terrible, they don't make the Nationals. I don't bring them up unless they're winning, but they're part of of the topic right now, okay? There's a picture that surfaced of Russell Wilson and the sheriff. Y'all know who the sheriff is, right? That's Peyton Manning. And they're watching film, breaking down stuff. Russ, everything I've heard, people that I've talked to up in that area and seeing that, Russ is he's he's on a he's preparing to say he's kind of pissed off the way I look at it. It's going to be interesting. I think he's taken a lot of stuff that people have said about him in the last couple of years about hey, well his his skills have diminished this and that. He has a different level of preparation that I'm seeing. Could be trouble for the AFC West. We'll have to see how it goes. Definitely motivate. I mean, when you're sitting there sending film to Peyton Manning and Peyton's coming to talk to you and you're breaking down film, that's I mean, first of all, that's something Peyton doesn't have to do. But that just shows you a guy that's even on Russ. We talk about levels. A guy that's even on Russ's level. And and it, it keeps going and you hear today, I mean, I'm not into that stuff anymore. I mean, never really I mean it's like whatever. You know, SI is a big thing about swimsuit issues, and they released in the summer. Okay, they had like three or four of them they chose to. Sierra. Sierra get them some swimsuit issue, front cover. So uh my man out there that always gets pissed when I talk, look, how long has Sierra been together with Russ? A while, right? They got kids together. They've been playing up in Seattle. Swimsuit issue, then no. You come to an historic franchise like Denver that gets a lot of national attention when they're good, you get perks like that. front cover, swimsuit. Just because her husband chose to to play for one of the most historic franchises in the NFL. Swimsuit issue.
2: She joins Kardashian, uh, I think Kim, right? Kim got it. Kim
0: was on one of the covers. I don't know how they're releasing them, but I know she's one of like three or four. But come on, her and Russ have been together for a while. I mean, on Seattle, everybody knows that, you know, Sierra's body doesn't look that much different than than what it did two, three year post kids. One hour before sleep in Seattle. I've always told you, man, it's it's Starbucks and Kirk Cobain up there. Other than that, nobody cares about anything. You know I mean? They loved them up there, but it just shows you again, another example when I have to show people that they are, one store franchise, you get extra perks because y'all gonna get tired of seeing them on TV. You're gonna get tired of seeing pictures of Sierra panned up in the press box, Elway to the left eating sunflower seeds. That's gonna get that's gonna get Five time. prime time games and two standalones. That's what kick it with me. The which are one of my I own I don't agree with, of course, London. That's a standalone, and then you get the Christmas game. Seven, seven. And, and and not only that, like, Joe Ellis has been, man, he's been begging to go to London. He's been begging for dinner to go on. Like, man, we ain't taking the trash over there. Trevor Simmon, all that. You do something with that, we'll put you over there. They get that game. But we'll see. Just an update. Just, just, I just want to, I'll check, you know, the summertime, I'll give y'all one like once a week uh, about the, the royal family on how they're doing. Speaking of anything, you know, I gave you the dog update. I told you they bought a dog last week. You know, and then all of a sudden she got good news today about the, the royal SI, family, the, the, the SI. Well, royal family, NFL, yeah. Um, I'll let you know the SI cover that was big news today the that went out that she got the SI cover, just classic, beautiful family. 1 800 707 9760. Also, what else? We talked a little bit. I told you about the Reds. If you didn't tune in, it's really bad for it. I told you the Reds of only the six team that uh, had a combined no hitter. And still end up losing that game, so that was the deal on that. Also, um, what else? There was something else in baseball that stood out. I know
2: Pujols
0: took the mound this weekend. Yeah, they were. It was a blowout, and they let Albert get on there. Uh, and he, I guess, that's the first time he took a mound as a pitcher or something like that. But I saw that. That was like a game that was out of hand, you know, already. So one eight hundred. when we get back we'll talk a little bit I want to to touch on something else this is PGA Tour Week uh, this week PA Championship uh, Tour this week I want to talk about that when we get back you listen to the Sports Grind Broadcasting here from Hazel Sky Online Studios we'll be back Ready for a real cocktail? Introducing new Zing Zang ready to drink cocktails in a can. America's number one Bloody Mary mix with Vodka Alright, back here on the Sports Grind Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producer with stands for the One and Twos Broadcasting here from the Hazel Scott Online Studios And this last segment is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang Two words, the key to any perfect cocktail And that is Zing Zang Alright, make sure you try out their new uh, Different pre-made alcoholic drinks They come in different flavors as well too Or you can just stick to the original mix And add your own favorite alcohol That is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the Sports Grind all right, a couple of things before we get uh, to Mike's phone call for the day. Um, a couple other things in regards to the NFL saying <laughs> crazy. You know, hockey, no hockey tonight, right? I think we're off tonight. We resume tomorrow. So we've got, let me get this right. We've got Calgary versus the Panthers, right? Florida? No. Who does Calgary? The, uh, Battle of Alberta. It's Calgary Alberta. versus uh, Edmonton. Edmonton. That should be in that crowd in the that Calgary. That's a fight. great matchup. Okay. And then we've got, we've got, uh, the Aval- Avalanche versus the Blues. Okay. And then who are, and then who's playing? Who's the other one I'm missing, Sam? The got- Rangers versus. Yeah, it would be Lightning, Panthers,
2: and okay. then Rangers, Hurricane.
0: Okay. Like I said, they won this weekend in regards to being competitive. I mean, you had two blowouts in, in basketball uh, and hockey game sevens. There are five of them, and they all pretty much delivered um, into uh, exciting um, competition. Um, also, uh, we're here, now. I told you about Drew Brees a while ago. We also got coming down the pipeline that Sean Payton – um sean payton is going to go into the uh nbc for a year fox fox my fox. bad I thought it was, so it's fox okay so it's fox um yeah i think this is one and done too uh, I'm sticking to that. I mean, even though know, I know I keep saying Mike McCarthy Dallas, even if it's not Dallas, it's going to be somebody. I mean, Sean Payton told me that in his, his uh, press conference on his last time, uh, his retirement conference when he knew, you know, most coaches know, especially if you've been in the game as long as Sean has as a coordinator and as a head coach, you know, if it's it, cause you're saying it that now nah, I'm done. I'm done. Been right for him to sit there being that many years in the game and still say, ah, I probably won't say I'm done with coaching. At least I'm not coaching this year. That just lets me know he need to take a year off. He need to take a year off, you know. Um, so we'll see how he does in the booth. I wonder how much money they're giving him. Like I said, the Drew Brees experiment, and it's really going to be a lot on how this thing works out, and we're like a year away from finding this out. We're not going to find it this year. But this Tom Brady situation is really, I feel, going to be a make-or-break thing because, again, I don't think there's really anybody that's going to get that kind of money from a network uh former player a player that's gonna retire I mean I understand who Tom is but I think it is gonna set the tone in regards to really how other networks how much are they really going to go after these guys that just have that name but are not proven you know I mean Tony Romo just signed a big deal like I still had a problem the way he got the job but at least he went through it and then they said okay Tony's on to something here let's lock him up you know but um That you know, because I'm surprised that Drew is only lasted a year. To be honest with you, I didn't really. And you know, and you got to think Mike Tarico. Now, since we've had since they've lost Al Michaels to Amazon, and he's going to be over there uh, with uh, Herb Street. That's been a trickle down effect because now Mike Tarico's coming out of. Football Night America in the host to lead in, and now he's got to go full time play by play since so he's going to be full time calling it. And then that left the door open.
2: Who's the um,
0: God? What's my girl's name? Uh, she was that left uh, ESPN. Malika? No, not Malika no. Andrews. Um, man, what's her name? You talking about Maria Taylor? There you go, Maria Taylor. Yeah, Maria Taylor. She's taking over. This weekend, I found out that she's going to be in the seat now, hosted Football America. And you know, since Amazon's coming in, and you know, these it's it's only going to get more competitive in regards to what these net, these streaming networks and these major networks on how they're going to try to do one up, you know, each other. But with the one and done for Drew Brees, and then that big contract from Tom Brady, that it's I, I see the industry it's really going to go. Teetering here, depending on what kind of happens with Tom Brady, because that's a lot. First of all, that's a lot of year commitment for somebody that has no experience, regardless who that is, Tom Brady or not, and that type of money as well, too.
2: Yeah, but at some point, the industry is going to have to go through its growing pains as uh, the announcers of yesterday start to phase out to this current generation. You've got to find, you've got to take your shot on them, at least.
0: Yeah, are you speaking about Tom we, yeah, I, I, I,
2: the experiments with you know, trying to lean on Breeze or, or paying Tom this amount. Um, you know, you no, look at the gonna... contracts that Joe Buck and, and Troy Aikman just signed, sure, to go to ESPN and help them rebuild that brand. But those, those, are, the, those are the announcers of yesterday, I feel like, on the back nine as opposed to you know, coming up with this next generation with the Aqib Talibs and stuff like that.
0: Well, I see what you're saying, but I, I think more about the money. The money is not the fact that Tom, I mean, we saw with Tony Romo. It's not the fact that the uproar with Tom is that he's getting a, a gig and he's never done it before. It's the fact they're paying him like 300 some million dollars.
2: That's Tom Brady.
0: I don't care. Just cause you're the, just cause you got seven rings and you're the GOAT playing quarterback. Don't mean you're going to translate to, to being that in the booth and to get 300 some million. I mean, no experience. I mean, I'm I'm not faulting Tom. I mean, no one's going to turn down that money if they're going to offer it to you. I'm just talking about the decisions that are making exactly. And the truth of it is, is Tom going to be honest? Is he going to be, is he going to be able to criticize somebody? Is he going to be able to say, you know what, that, that was a bad throw? You see, that's the reason why Peyton Manning never wanted to do it. Peyton, one, was his brother was still playing. And two, he couldn't just fathom getting in there and talking about guys or critiquing guys. On a play-by-play, if you see his Manning telecast, he does it a little bit different. He does it more. He doesn't really criticize. He just says, hey, you know what? I on this, he's probably looking at this. It's just some guy, and you we don't know if Tom's like that. We don't know if Tom's like. Well, I can't criticize him because I, his agent. I know his agent. and We've done that. I'm not saying he's going to be like that, but those are unknown questions. And that's a lot of money to be in ten year deal. That's a lot of money to be given to people. And regardless, I understand that's Tom Brady, but still, nothing is nothing is for sure in this you know what I'm saying magic Johnson hell of an entertaining guy to listen to one of the greatest basketball players okay his show last his his late night talk show lasted for a cup of coffee you know that that was when I got in this business that was my goal I said as long as I can make this show last longer than Magic's show did magic night or whatever the hell it was called come on man I mean it, it it's just it's it's history to show you like you got to proceed with caution a little bit All right, before we get to Mike's phone call, what we got out in the social media world? What we got in tweets, live stream, what comments to read?
2: Yeah, sticking with uh, the com, I I guess maybe football um, scene in the commentary. uh, Claudia and Carl Polk here uh, saying uh, they're going to find out Brady is dry as hell.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know what? I was, uh, there's something to that what Claudia and Carl Polk is saying, but. I'm gonna, me personally, I'm gonna proceed with caution because honestly, I thought Tony, I thought the same thing when I, when they said Tony Romo. And Tony Romo ended up showing a personality that I didn't even know existed while he was playing. So I'm pretty sure some people around Tony knew it was there, but so I won't go there and say, well, Tom's just gonna be, he ain't gonna be entertained. I, I just wanna know how come, is he gonna be real? That's what I'm looking for. Are you really gonna be able to be critical being that fresh removed from playing? And being in the league 20 years and being who you are, are you really going to be able to translate that to really call it like it is in the booth? Because Troy Aikman does. And I can't remember back. I don't know if Troy came out the gate like that, but Troy does. Joe does for the most part. And I told you during that NFL release schedule last Thursday, Joe made that comment about like, yeah, when we go to Tampa, when Tom comes to the- <laughs> on Monday night, yeah, he's we're going to call him up in the booth or ask Fox to go. I saw Joe's face, but Joe was a little salty. Like, you know what? Uh, me and Troy, I've been doing this. My daddy was one of the greats. I've been doing this for a long time and I'm in the Fox. Now they took, Fox always took care of Joe, but you can't make me believe Joe didn't look at like y'all gave him 300 some million when maybe Joe's agent said, man, Joe, we can't give you one eight. We can't give you 150. hundred but you gave and He's just fresh, fresh off the field. That comment he met. I read between that because there, there is, he did it classy, but trust me, Joe, Troy, Al Michaels, they like Tom Brady, but they're looking at that like, wow, okay. You can't tell me they ain't looking at that a certain way. I mean, come on. They can People, look at it however they want to. That's but. true, but hey, it is what it is because it's not proven that it's going to work. But we'll see. What else we got? Who else we got?
2: Oh, we got um, looking at oh, the basketball side of things. Uh, of course, the Bucks got eliminated by the Celtics. Frank Valdez checking in says uh, George uh, Hill and, and Allen uh, Grayson Allen didn't show up at all why no Ibaka coach bud they needed to be at full strength really missed Middleton
0: yeah um you know who knows if they had Middleton if they're able to win this series um you know Grayson Allen I thought he gave them what they could give him um you know at the end of the day Grayson's a role player um you know George Hill was hurt a couple games some games he didn't even suit up so I'm not expecting nothing from George Hill at the point of this of his stage of his career um, but I just felt that you know they just picked the wrong time, just like Phoenix did. They pick they couldn't have any shots fall through for them yesterday. Giannis met, met, missed a lot of bunnies, and like I said, I just thought that you know part of championship teams you're supposed to close out halves and quarters strong, and I, and and you know they had a trouble doing that the last two games, and they really. Did not take advantage. They got off to a great start. If you looked at that game, you, you thought, okay, Milwaukee's coming here to steal this one in Boston. And it fell all apart for them in the second quarter. And they really, really dropped the ball right before half. Right before halftime.
2: Sticking with the Bucks, we have Jazz checking in on Twitter. It mm-hmm. uh, says, the Bucks have the same problems as Spurs did playing old guys alongside Giannis. Uh, she goes on to age uh, Wesley Matthews at 35, Lopez at 34, Hill at 36, and Holiday at 31, as well as Middleton at 31. She's saying they're not too old, but they're getting there, expecting Giannis to carry the team, buds coaching like the Spurs.
0: Well, um, I'm not going to totally shoot down Jazz's assessment. but I would say they're in a point where they've just got to start developing their guys and young guys that they have to their G League team and start implementing them here and there um i'm pretty sure with middleton being out the bucks are going to try to run this back again with the same team why not i mean anytime you have an injury that keeps you from going back to back or something you feel you feel like hey we've got to run this back to have another opportunity that has a lot to do with tom brady's you know coming back i mean he never left but that's the reason why he really decided to come back because you look at the they lost the receiver for the year in goodwin the second best receiver you lost two or three corners Starting corners, you lost him in the secondary. So they feel like, hey, we didn't really get a chance to defend the title. And also, besides Tom, probably spent like three months home with Giselle or a month and say, you know what, The hell with this. No, I'll go and get killed by 300-pound linemen instead of sitting here doing all these chores. All right, let's go to the phones here real quick. Let's go to Mike. Mike, you're on the sports ground here on Ticket 760-1300. What's up, Mike? Yeah, Matt, uh, yeah, I wanted to say a couple of things about the NFL –
1: First, first of all, I want to see something uh, you guys didn't say under. But well, like I say, you probably ain't worth talking about. But uh, Antonio Brown back in the news again. I don't know if you heard. Can you? I believe I read this one. I heard, he had the nerve to say that he's like in his career in Pittsburgh. Uh, I don't think I don't think Mike Tomlin, of Pittsburgh Steelers, want to have to do with Antonio Brown after the way he behaved while he was with them. So if he well, that should you that the guy has a probability to say something like that. Now, let's go to Drew Brees. Drew Brees, this guy here, uh I, I thought he did a good job last year on NBC. I don't know if he was terminated or if he decided to move on. But as far as his NFL career, that's over. Uh his arm is too weak. Uh that's the reason why Sean Payton was trying to move away from him. Uh, when it was in
0: the final year. All right, uh, I hear you, Mike. Yeah. I think we got a bad connection today, man. Good, I hear what you're kind of saying, but I got to let you go because we got a bad connection. It's not like you're in a bathroom stall or something. Um, but anyway, I get what he's saying. Um, I heard the Antonio Brown. I, I wasn't bringing that up. There's no need to talk about that. Antonio's saying everything to get attention, from, from discounting Kaepernick, saying he's trash, or well, I don't see Kaepernick outside. What has he done? With his money, he doesn't really want to play. He's not really helping us out. From the fact he wanted to tie a pitcher, like he's – Antonio's going through it, man. I mean, there's you know, I I defended this guy a few years ago on this show. Um, It's sad because I thought even if he never played another down, he's a Hall of Fame receiver. Probably not going to happen now with the way it ended with the Jets. Um, No one's touching Antonio Brown anytime. So the only way Antonio Brown's getting a job is you're going to have to have some injuries in camp. And, it, and it's probably going to be, again, with a team that's not really going to be a competitive playoff team anyway. So that's my thoughts on Antonio Brown. But couldn't hear you today, Mike. Um, what else?
2: But talking retirement, That he's already done then, right? You think he realizes that nobody in the league really wants to touch him? He want, He's saying, I want to retire as a stealer.
0: Well, just meaning like he wants to go back. Like Antonio's sending out, he's just flooding the market of who's going to bite. Who, who's going to pick up the phone and call his agent? Well, we heard what Antonio said. Was he serious? That's all, Antonio. I'm not even going to try to get into Ab's head. I mean, he's just saying a bunch of stuff just to for the people that follow him or whatever. That's just what it is, you know. Um, other thing. What else did it come across You know what? Yes, this is more for. I know. Let me think. Dante. Okay. Kansas City Rob. Who else is this for? I've got a couple more I can't think. My my, uh, my wrestling guys, the WWE, the WrestleMania cult that's out there that tries to force me to even mention wrestling. I saw today that Ric Flair is supposed to be coming back to fight. I'm um, not to fight, but to wrestle. To read a script, I should say, one last time in the ring. Is this true? Because I'm thinking like you want – like. Seriously? I don't think that they're her. Why the hell would they be bringing How the hell is Ric Flair's old ass going to get back in the ring?
2: Well, it's not with the WWE. It's going to be at the Nashville Fairgrounds in July on an independent card streaming on Fight TV. Ric Flair is 73 years old. Oh,
0: man. You know what, man? That, I, I, I'll save a tape for that. I'll tell you what that is. But anyway, that's a wrap for the day, man. Special thanks to the producer of the show, Jonas Clark. Special thanks to Mr. Sam, for the one and two. San Antonio, Austin, Del Rio. People of the Tyler, people in the Shot City, people down the whole 305 Southwood region. And my people out in Laredo, when that alarm goes off tomorrow morning, for you hit the snooze button, and for you're out the right, just ask yourself. You grind in peace. See you tomorrow.